The only way I will give you anything is if you will follow the Babylonians. Because I know the plan I have for you. Plans of good and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. But that will be in Babylon. He said, for 70 years this land will enjoy its Sabbaths. There are people who fight me that I say some prophets are false. Yes, some prophets are false. So please, you can't just go around town believing every joker. After all, last time I, I, I had prophecies written clearly, published in the newspapers, that good Lord Jonathan will win the election. Anyway, let me not, let me not sit on prophets. So the point I'm making is this. So with all this knowledge of false prophets all over the place, why will Elijah just show up and a woman will believe? That's what I'm going to explain. Many people have believed they've gotten nothing. It's a very common thing these days. Prophets will come and say, the Lord said to me, go and clear your account. Once you clear your account, your miracle will come. Let me just really drop something for you again. I try to help people. All right, if you are listening to this, I'm trying to help you. I don't mean to be quarrelsome. I just have to tell the truth. And if I'm afraid to tell the truth, God will not be angry with me. So I would rather you be angry with me than the Lord be angry with me. Okay? Once the prophet said, bring the money to him, be afraid. Once he said, clear your account. What should I do with the money? Bring it here. Don't agree. You say, why? Jesus said, go and give it to the poor. Jesus used to do clear your account too. I hope you know that. <laughs> he also used to do clear your account. He used to do it. The only problem is that he was careful. You say, clear your account, give it to the poor. Then come back, we'll talk. This is the reason we watch out. Then next, don't ever give money because of the promised reward. Give it because you feel like, this is a true man of God, let me bless him. This is a true work of God, let me bless it. These are real needy people, let me help them. Those are the reasons you give. If you start sowing a seed so that this year will be good, the year is bad already. If you want the year to be good, you know what to do? Ask God to bless it. I hope you got my point. But back to the widow of Zarephath. Why did she believe Elijah? Please go and read the book, Great Faith Can Be Yours. Why did she believe Elijah explained in that book? And what I'm bringing down from here again today is that, that was not, the reason she believed Elijah was because that was not her first day of giving. Yeah, that's the summary. Why did she believe Elijah? That was not her first day of giving. Her sacrificial giving did not start that day. Elijah had, her, in quotes, her name. I don't know how many miles away. God said, you will go to Zarephath. I have prepared a widow there to take care of you. What does that tell you? There was something that brought Elijah to that door. I always like to ask the question. Could a neighboring widow have given her last meal to Elijah and gotten that same miracle? The answer is an obvious no. Why do we know it's a no? Because God said to Elijah, I am not saying just go around random. There is a particular widow that's waiting for you. She doesn't even know it. And Jesus taught us later that Elijah, that the widow did not sustain Elijah. Elijah sustained the widow. That's what Jesus taught us later. He said, he said, there, was, there were many widows also in Israel. None received any miracle. He said, to none was Elijah sent, but to that one in Zarephath. What does that tell you? There were, it was for her good. Just like Naaman was blessed by Elisha. 
So also was that widow blessed by Elijah. This is my persuasion. The woman was given when she had. When there was no famine, hungry people saw food there. Do you get my point? Yes, they saw food there. So in the time of her distress, she cried to God and God heard. God was not just looking for something. He said the eyes of the Lord run through and flow to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are perfect towards him. That woman's heart was reaching out for God. That was the major reason. You say, why did she now believe? That way, remember we said faith works by love. God poured the spirit of faith into her and she had responded before she knew she was responding. The second thing, which is the same love still manifesting, is that Elijah was obviously hungry. So the woman must have risen. This is how I understand it. Now listen, even if he's a false prophet, he's a hungry one. His hunger is not in doubt. <laughs> I don't know whether you're getting my point. See, his prophecy may be in doubt. His hunger is not in doubt. If a man comes to you and says to you, God said you should give me money. You now say to him, why should I give you money? Because God says so. He says, sir, God said I should go and meet you. I've not eaten for two days. And God said, you are the one that will feed me. Don't argue about his spirituality. Once we heard, I've not eaten for two days. Hold on to that one and give him a meal. You don't need to be arguing on whether, eh, did, did you really hear God? Some people say, go away. That's how people be embracing the name of God. Embracing the name of God. Oh boy, you just sent away a hungry man. Forget all this one of uh, embracing the name of God. The guy is visibly hungry. I told you about the lesson I learned once. I was in my cousin's office in Lagos, and a man came in telling stories in Lagos. My streetwise auntie gave the man money. And I said, eh, auntie, how could you do that? Can't you see he's lying? He said, man, forget it. They're always telling lies. So what did you give him? He said, he's obviously hungry. In the same manner, one day I was in the lobby of a hotel. My friends and I went somewhere to do something. We're waiting for somebody. And the woman, a guest house, this was... Um, I think before my, anyway, we went to do something somewhere, Shine Benin. And a woman came in, kind of little child, and said, ah, Sorry, sirs, I'm so sorry. Sorry to embarrass you. He started telling one long story, 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 story. Talk to my friend first. By the time she finished, of course she was telling lies. So my friend just waved her away. So I called her back. I said, What did you say? She repeated the story. So I did my hand in my pocket and gave her the money. And then she left. So my friend said, Am I missing something? Because he knows me very well. So I might missing something. You believe her? I said, of course I don't believe her. Of course, you know, I've learned my lesson from that other experience. I said, of course I don't believe her. I said, I think she was pregnant or something. I'm not even sure. I said, but that woman, she, you could see that this woman was in distress. This is about whether she's a regular beggar or not. She was in distress. I said, this one, let her go and buy something to eat. It, it's so important that she doesn't go home and say, ha, ah, God, and I begged you for food in the morning. And God said, so what happened? I met some two guys. They said, give me the name of one of them. There one black guy that <laughs> I said, I better go enough fish out. I don't, I don't want trouble for my soul. <clears throat> Listen, if you see somebody that's really hungry, calls you at night, feed him. Otherwise, you will dream bad dream. I know what I'm telling you what I'm telling you. These are the secrets to sleeping well. <laughs> oh, the Lord is good. <clears throat> I'm trying to get to where, what I'm trying to say, you know, but I'm saying so many things. I hope you have been blessed anyway. Now, so the, this is the point I'm making here. 
So you see, this is very important to understand what it means to sow to the Spirit. All right? Now, please, I'm trying to reach a particular point. So that woman gave to Elijah because she was a habitual sower to the Spirit. So it was based on that same thing that she gave to Elijah. Not because the man promised something out of the blues. If, if that was it, it was a great risk. Why she was able to, in quote, take that risk was because she was used to giving to people. So please bear this in mind. In life, you can sow to the spirit or sow to the flesh. So you see, don't even think it's that last moment that breakthrough began. That's my emphasis. It's not that last moment that breakthrough began. It's something that's been going on for a very long time. Now let's emphasize this issue. I'm, I'm trying to explain something about total faith for finances. Now, talking about different systems, different fields, I said all of this to emphasize the field matter. Now, there is something I want you to bear in mind. When it comes to finances, there is a spiritual field and there is a field of the world. That's my message for today. I read that Proverbs chapter 1, okay, to bring out something. People make this mistake. They key into the worldly field. All their seeds are in the worldly field. Then when they are in distress, they want to tap into the realm of the spirit and get a reward. And God says, no. He that sows to the flesh. If you sow into the worldly system, listen, there's a scripture I'd like to read. Quickly, let's read it. It's a very important scripture. First John chapter 2. I, I want to use it to explain something. Let me read from verse uh, around 15. John said to us, do not love the world, nor the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life, is not from the Father, but is from the world. The world is passing away, and also its lusts. But the one who does the will of God lives forever. Now, please, this is an important point. I said you can, in life, you choose the field you want to operate in. That's the summary of what I've been saying, all right? Everything I've been saying, that's the summary. You choose the field. How am I living my life? Is it, am I sowing into the realm of the spirit on a habitual basis? Or am I sowing into the flesh? I want to digress for one minute and just bring out something I said earlier. Take this, okay, we'll talk about it later. Health matter. How do I tap what, what is my, uh, my mechanism for getting my health together? Am I so emphatic on diet and exercise, which is all the world preaches? But the word of God helps us to know that it is far beyond diet and exercise. For example, honoring your parents promises long life. No matter what you eat well and jog well, if you are a routine dishonorer of parents... And elders, you will have a short life. Your, your, your muscles can be healthy. You can be trim. No abnormal fat in your body. Cholesterol, normal level. Blood pressure, normal level. Sugar, normal level. But car accident, plenty level. <laughs> just be going on the road. You just have an accident and just die. And you get to heaven and say, why did he die? He said, we tried to save his life, but the dishonor in his life was too much. All the things speaking against, there was nobody interceding for him. 
When his mother wants to pray, his mother will say, See, Emeka has forgotten me, God. She does not know she's accusing him before God. And she doesn't know. So, one will say, Sow into the spirit, therefore, as opposed to to sow into the flesh, is we, we understand that spiritual things matter. Like I say all the time, we do spiritual jogging. Your body pains you, you don't start with, uh, you know it's my age. How do you know it's your age? Because somebody lied to you. He said, they were not telling lies. Listen, once you speak against God, you are lying. God said, these people conspired against me. That's what he said about the ten spies. God says that if you are a righteous person, which Jesus has made you in him, he said, you will be old, he said, and full of sap. He said, you will be like a palm tree. You will flourish in the course of the Lord. These are the things he said about you. So, if you're having joint pains, don't give it, say, listen, it's my age. Say, it's, it's, it's trying me. Don't even try and describe where it came from. Speak to it, say, joint, I don't like pain like this. I like peace of mind. So, in Jesus' name, be healed. No explanation as, you know, I'm getting old. You forget something today. He says because you are getting old. What about children? Since children on, on errand, you know who, who's more forgetful. <laughs> you tell the child, go upstairs, go to my room, bring my, my, my phone for me. As he's going, he turns his face and sees Tom and Jerry on television. Boom! He stops there. After a while, he shouts, Victory! Yes, mommy. Where's my phone? Oh, sorry. Then he goes to go and get the phone. And it's not old. <laughs> Why do old men forget? I'll tell you. Because so many things to remember. So the mind starts removing things that it doesn't think are crucial. I don't forget because I'm getting old. I forget because there are so many things to remember. I won't make any excuse. Nobody should come and donate Alzheimer's into my life. When Jesus died to remove it from my life. I hope you're getting my point. I'm talking about sowing to the spirit. That's a digression, all right? I know people get blessed by those small side trips. Back to the main thing I'm saying. Now, I said finances, okay? I've said, I've established all of these things. Let's not try and think that we can sow to this flesh and then reap from the spirit. Let's not try and think that we will refuse to plant the proper seeds. Then the time of harvest, we want reward. And that is what a lot of people capitalize on. They tell people that, listen, you will give one offering, your life won't be the same again. I came to tell you today, it doesn't work like that. If you want financial miracles, if you want divine power in the realm of finances, you have to live all the time by sowing into the realm of the spirit in the area of your finances. Let me explain what I'm saying about the world. I'll talk about the world first. And listen to me. I said something earlier. Being a Christian is not a joke. What did I say? Say it like I know you heard me well. Being a Christian is not a joke. Sometimes you will do things that make you look like you are going to perish. You will see what I said in a moment. I read that, 1 John chapter 2. The world is what you watch on CNN every day. The world is what you read in the newspapers every day. The world is what you read in the news media every day, internet. That's what is called the world. And the world has a system. And that system will always collapse. And listen to me. And everybody that has faith in it. I read the scripture from that book of um, Proverbs chapter 1 to emphasize something. If, if in the time that wisdom is calling, follow me, you follow the world. 
When the world collapses, listen to the word of God. You will collapse with it. The only thing that God will do for you is to save your life and give you a new start. But you are going down. Let me give a practical example. For those of us in Nigeria, it's not very practical, but we know enough to be able to relate with it. Abroad, they have a worldly system, which is called credit cards. The credit card in itself is not a bad thing. If you know the concept behind it, it's actually good. In itself, it's very good. What it simply means is that, assuming that I'm supposed to buy, save up money to buy a car, and it takes me a year, they give you the car at the beginning of the year, then give us the money the whole year. I, I, I hope you get my point. So I've saved me the money of taxes for a whole year. Look at house matter also. Assuming I needed to save money for 10 years to be able to build a house. For that 10 years, I'll be paying rent. So they say, okay, take the house at the beginning. Let your rent now be paying off your mortgage. It's not really, some people say, you have to pay cash. But cash is good, but some people don't have the cash. What they can get if they don't have the cash by spiritual, by spiritual operation is discipline. That is what a lot of people don't have. Because I said to you before, everything that has an advantage, everything you have in life, has a risk. The risk of using your credit card to buy things that oftentimes people buy what they don't need. Simply because it's easy to afford it. That is what they now call sowing to the flesh. Now don't forget something. In the flesh, in the world, there is the loss of the eyes, the loss of the flesh, and what? The pride of life. So... All the companies of the world, let me say, no, to be wrong to say all, most of the companies of the world, they are entrenched in the world. <laughs> in the world system. What do I mean? Read the report. It's always on growth, sales. They keep on pushing themselves so that even if the sale is not real, they have to create it. For example, this year, as at last week or this week, Samsung Galaxy S7 has been released. I don't know when it's going on sale. Over the next few weeks, it's going to be on sale. Apple will release iPhone 7 before this year is over. Samsung released Note 5 a few months ago. A few weeks after some of us bought Note 4. <laughs> Do you get my point? Do you know there are people that can't just use the old one? They just can't. Why does Apple release not, um, this and 7, 8 every year, or Samsung releases 3, 4, 5, 6 every year? Listen, there is next to no improvement. In fact, I read the reviews on this S7 and all of that that came out. And they said you can hardly tell it different from S6. They have reached a point now where everything has been maxed out. They tell you that the Note 5, the, the stylus releases by pressing. The other one you have to pull. I'm happy you are laughing. Because so what? But they keep on bringing new brands. Oh, Honda. Honda, do, I don't know about now. Those days, they have to change their body every year. Listen to me. You know what they're appealing to? The lust of the eyes and the pride of life. People just cannot settle. Or more, which model is your own? It's called the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. The pride side is to let somebody know that my car is newer than your own. My phone is more up-to-date than your own. People use phones, they don't know what it does. They don't know what 
99% of the functions are. They just carry it. The companies of the world use the they use that system. They are under pressure also to sell more, to please the shareholders. A company like Apple has a problem right now. You know their problem? They are the world's most capitalized company. Now they drive nice. You must remain there. I feel sorry for, for is it Tom or Tim Cook? The one that's their CEO. Because everybody's like, if the company goes down small, they'll remember Steve Jobs. So they're under pressure to just invent something new. I'm not going to tell you what they call the system of the world. So people now say, oh, this stock is doing well, this stock is doing well. They start pouring money into that stock because the stock is operating well, the system of the world. And I want to say to you, no matter how much faith you have, if it's going down, you are going down with it. The world has its systems. Listen, the time that the world shook a few years ago because of the collapse of the mortgage system in America, it affected everybody in the world. The only thing that happened was that men were so greedy. I, I don't want to go into detail, explain the details now. But people were buying houses they could not afford. Who sold it to them? I'll tell you. The bank sold it to them because they had to make profit. So they have sold houses to everybody that could afford the houses. They had to make more money. So what do we do? They started doing what they call subprime lending. That is, they lend you money even though they know you can't pay. Have you heard that kind of thing before? They know you can't pay. They say, why, why do I have to take it? They say, don't worry. The value is going up. So just buy it now. Pay the 4000 a month for 10 months. Then you sell it. By that time, you'll have left $500,000 to now be going, going for, no, $700,000. And then your greed, uh, you will collect it. Except that at the end of six months, the value went down to $300,000 because many muguns like yourself had keyed into it and, the market, and that's it. People's, I, I watch TV that time now. You see men living inside containers who have lived in decent houses all their lives. Please listen to me. You cannot start demanding of God, deliver me by a miracle. Because you are very stupid. When I was calling, why did you not answer? Wisdom said, was I now shouting to you that time that live within your means? Did I not shout to you that Paul said, I have learned how to be the same independent of my circumstances. I have learned to be abundance. I have learned how to be a poverty. In life as a whole and under in circumstances, I have learned how to be the same. I can do all of this through Christ who strengthens me. Did your pastor not teach it in church? You left that church, went to a church where the pastor said, just sow a seed before the end of the year. You believe in a bigger house. Listen, the gospel you hear depends on whether you are covetous or you are not. Listen, all of, many of these lies people believe. They themselves are greedy. The prophets are only half of the, of the problem. They themselves are greedy. What are you doing? Why should you be a millionaire by the end of the year? How many people have you blessed? You are leaving university today. You want to be invest, a millionaire tomorrow. Why? He said, oh, I'm calling them by faith. My faith can say it. My God can do anything. Yes, including beating you when you misbehave. <laughs> you don't know that the crop produces first the, the blade, 
then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. You don't know that life has stages, life has seasons. You know, see the small boy says he's sewing his phone so that God can give him a car. And God said, Fine, I will collect that phone. I will not give you anything, no recharge card. Why? I want you to live without a phone. You will not be angry with the prophet who collected it. God said, It's not the prophet. It is you. I prevailed upon the prophet to prophesy to you. I'm talking about systems of the world. Total faith for finances. You cannot put your trust. I've said something, like I said, bring a Christian is not a joke. For example, Jesus said some things clearly, which are divine principles. He said, do not lay up treasure on the earth. There is no way you want to explain it. You can't lay up treasure on the earth. I'm saving up more, more money so that one day when I'm retiring, I will have plenty of money. You have broken a spiritual law. Listen, if that worldly system goes down, you are going down. We saw what happened to Dollar the other day. I felt like a prophet. I was, you know what, why? That, you know, he nipped 400 and then ran back. <laughs> now, why, why am I telling the story? One week, dollar was selling for 329. The following week, it has reached 380, 390, almost hitting 400. Then in one or two days, it dropped rapidly that the Malams, the parallel market, they were buying it for 230 in at least Warrior and Lagos, where I got information from. If you wanted to buy, they would sell at 280. But it was so volatile, they said they are not buying, unless you are willing to sell at 230. That was their way of saying that carry your dollar away, we don't want. Now, what am I telling the story? Why did it happen like that? I read the this day article that time. I forwarded some of my brethren to read of what happened. It was simply because the president made two decisions and said some things. One, they were so sure that week he would, he would agree to devalue the Naira. Then they went to Saudi and said, I'm not doing anything like that. At the same time, they expected a central bank to put a, a restriction on the amount of money they sold to people who are abroad for school fees. CBN did not do that. So they were waiting that we will make money when guys start scrambling for their children's school fees and all of that. Except that CBN said, no, no, come, we'll give you money for, we'll give you money for your school fees. So suddenly, some people panicked and they should. They sold off what they had gathered. The rest realized that it was going down. Of course, they just offloaded all of the stores. And that was why it tumbled from almost 400 to less than 300 in like 24 to 48 hours. Why am I telling this story? No matter how spiritual you are, if greed had pushed you into speculating on dollar, God will have no mercy on you. Because he said it himself, he that herds grain, the people will curse him. It's in the Bible. One of the things American preachers preach against all the time, are Americans that are in debt and they still have credit cards. <laughs> you are owing money. You are still borrowing money. And then some preachers went around preaching supernatural debt cancellation. Listen, God does not reward bad behavior. I keep on saying that thing. God does not reward bad behavior. You cannot get up, borrow money you, you don't have, wear clothes. You see, you'll be wearing suits 
that only those who earn 10 times what you earn are wearing it. I say you are wearing it by faith. No, you are wearing it by foolishness. Plus, I've learned to go hungry. He didn't say I learned to call food anytime. When they told Jesus, turn the stones to bread, he said, These are the spoiled things. They'll just be turning their stones to bread. If you're a preacher, never, I'm not keep on warning. Never, ever turn your stones to bread. Our preachers do it now, they know they will come to church and raise special offering. So they spend money recklessly. Some people, that's what they know to do. Spend money recklessly because they know they can go around begging everybody else and explain that you know I'm broke. Why are you broke? <laughs> I don't know, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you two stories that will make you angry, if I've not told you before. One day a colleague of mine, somebody stopped him. So he told me later, do you know what that person stopped me for? I said, what? He said, the person said, please, can you give me 5000 I want to buy my drugs. Fellow has some chronic health condition. He said, you know, this is my house project. It's taking all my money. Did you hear what I said? I told you one, just, one day somebody died. And they said they were burying him. He went to the village to bury When I saw his house, I said, man, this guy gave money like this. And all the days when he was alive, he used to obtain me every time. Because I thought I was a good Christian. I love my neighbor. Listen, I'm talking about total faith for finances. This is why God can't answer many prayers for finances. You are using Miracle Cosmetics and you are paying small, small. May you react in Jesus' name. You need a rash under your face. You do. You need a rash. God needs to give you special allergy to Miracle. After David said this, he said, before I was afflicted, I went astray. Now I obey your word. There are things you shouldn't do. You buy shit. After three months, you are still paying. Six months, you are still paying. That, those are the kind of shirts you sow as seed. You will remove the shirt and say, this shirt, Lord, I'm sorry I was foolish. But to show you I've repented, I won't wear it again. You wash it, starch it, iron it, Go to one church and they say, any special seed? Yes, I have. <laughs> Drop the shirt there. Say, give to somebody who needs. As a sign of my repentance. God cannot help you pay up debts that you don't need. Debts you acquired, you know, on things you did not need. That's not faith. Faith doesn't give you money first. Faith first teaches you how to manage your life. Until God can persuade you that trekking does not kill, he's not giving you a car. Until you can trek with pride and be dancing on the road, say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I said, brother, Uchi, how are you? Say, I'm fine. Where are you going? I just want to take a stroll to Obede. Where's your car? I don't have one, my brother. You stop a bus, enter it with joy, enter a can of pep, you know, this heat period, blowing you extra air conditioning. When you finish, you get pure water, I wash your face. And you get back home, you are not complaining. and say, God, you know my mess, I inside air conditioner. Any day you pray like that, one year added to your suffering. You rejoice and be glad. That is the first thing faith does for you. Go and read Paul, Philippians chapter 4. He said, be careful for nothing. What's next he said? He said, with, with what? With all prayer, with thanks, supplications, with thanksgiving, let your Request be made known unto God. What's the next thing? God will not supply your request. No. He said the peace of God that passes all understanding. That's what God gives you first. 
God doesn't start with answering the request. The first thing he does is to give you the peace that passes all understanding. He does that first before he gives you anything. Until you have received that peace that passes all understanding, you are not getting anything. Total faith for finances. It's been wrong faith that we have been taught or that we have practiced. Think we'll just get up, the world will give us its systems. We sow to the flesh. We follow the world. We are afraid of tomorrow. We keep our money with the world. Jesus said, moth will destroy it. Things will break in and steal. That's what he said. After we've obeyed the world, we now turn around to God say, God, give me a small miracle now. Any miracle for your boy? God said, no. If you want my, faith, my miracles, if you want to use your faith to tap into finances, it has to be all around. You have to operate kingdom principles when it comes to your business. You have to operate kingdom principles when it comes to your money. You must never, never follow the principles of the world. I, I, many of these people teach, and they call it financial principles. I said, these are worldly principles. They say, save 10%, spend 10%. That is not in the Bible. As nice as it seems. He said, Pastor Mark, you like spend everything? Listen. The Bible says, sufficient unto the day is evil thereof. I'm not saying be wasteful. I didn't say that. Prudence is one of the principles of the Spirit. One of the principles of the Spirit is prudence. You don't just get up and be eating money anyhow. However, when there's need for money, you use it. Is it wrong to put money aside for something? That is not tomorrow. That is the day. Let me give you an example. My rent is due in three months' time. I know I'm, 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 how much I'm supposed to pay. It is irresponsible if I want to go and beg my land or sorry you. I have the money. The, the, I don't know whether I get my point. Yes, Let me say something I thought before because people, people misunderstand me. It's what I call the principle of the day. The day, that is a day. A day is not 24 hours alone. For example, this is the day that the Lord has made. He was talking about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. A day is not just 24 hours. I gave us an example before. If I enter into university... I've done a course for four years. Four years is a day. Life is broken into seasons. So each season is a day. Are you getting my point? In the same manner, your life on a day-to-day basis, there are things that are literal for the four, 24 hours. Some of them are in a week. For example, if you pay staff monthly, you have a monthly day. You are getting my point? Yes, sir. You have bills that accrue every month. There's a monthly day. The other parts of your life that can be yearly and it's a day. You must learn to take care of each day. I'm going somewhere. Listen. The world teaches us a system. Lay up your treasure on the earth. Be careful and buy insecticide so that moth will not destroy. Be careful and get good burglar proofs so that thieves will not break in and steal. But lay up your treasure on the earth. Jesus said, you can't lay up your treasure on the earth. I told you, being a believer sometimes makes you look so stupid. You can't. Believers don't save up for tomorrow. They don't. They handle, Jesus said it categorically. Sufficient unto the day is evil thereof. What you need to do as a believer is to identify your day and allocate resources for each day. What about the following day? You trust God for the next day. Go and think about it. 
We don't have enough time. We don't have a practical session which will do questions and answers. All right? But just be it in mind that the world system is wrong. The world system is wrong. The world system puts you under pressure. The best age to build your house is this particular age. Bros, the best age to build your house is when you have money to build it. If you don't have money, listen, age does not confer finances on you. I hope you get my point. <laughs> listen, you have to learn how to rest in God, though. That's what I'm going to emphasize. Faith for finances doesn't start when we need money. Faith for finances is to run your whole financial life with the, with the word of God. For example, let them release Samsung S7, S9. When you don't need a phone, you don't need a phone. If the one you have right now is working, doing everything that's supposed to do for you, please continue to use it. Your phone is not your identity card. It's not a sign of your anointing. Samsung will not put me under pressure. You know, it's when you don't have confidence in yourself. You need a material thing to give you identity. That's true. According to Ed Cole, the cheaper the merchandise, the higher the gloss. Listen, don't let the world, that's what I'm going to say, put you under pressure. Faith for finances is total. It starts with your desires. It starts with your value system. Your esteem of yourself. What do you think of yourself? Do material things add things to value to you? No, it shouldn't. That's where the faith for finances begins. God won't give you things until he's sure you can do without them. I don't know whether you get my point. When God blesses a particular level, people say, hey, this man is enjoying. You don't even know you're enjoying. You don't, you don't, no, you, actually you're not enjoying, you're busy. You can go to a man like Ravi Zacharias and say, this man is enjoying, you know, he has been to at least. The man sees it as the punishment that God has given him in preaching of the gospel. Because he has a wife, he has children. He said he spends two-thirds of his life flying. Did you hear what I said? Why? Because today he's preaching in Lagos. The next place he's preaching is Australia. So as he's done there, he bought the next flight, and you know this ex- the depth, the length of that journey. So he sleeps most of the time in a plane. You may say this man is enjoying, he flies business class. He doesn't think so. He's looking at you and say, ah, you are the pastor of a church. Yeah, go. God has really blessed you. You mean you don't travel? Hey, you're lucky. That's how he's looking at you. That means you sleep in your house. But to the ignorant man watching from outside, he said, this man is enjoying. Anytime Ravi flies, he flies first class or business class. Which he has flown 747, 787, 777, Airbus A380, A350 with the special wings. He keeps on talking. And talking. Many of the things the world is looking at and say, hey, hey, what are these men flying, flying private for? I've told you. It's because they are going to private places. And many men need to fly private so that they can be effective for God on the earth. They are not enjoying. Until we break away this mold that the world is trying to squeeze us into. We are not ready for the total faith for finances. It's not just about, God, give me money, and money comes. No. God says, pray about what you need. 
I, re- I give you peace in, reward, in return. Why? What you need a lot of time is just peace. You don't need money. You don't need money. Let's bow down our heads and pray. What I've preached about is that, listen, you have to live in the economy of God. That is how total faith works. You live in God's economy. Just respond whichever way you, you, you can to this word I have spoken. There is something that was coming to your mind as I was speaking. God speaks to each person different things. Just say to the Lord, teach me how to work in your economy. That's the thing. Say, Lord, teach me, teach me, teach me, teach me, teach me, teach me how to live in the economy of God. Not the economy of the world that is based on selfishness, on lies, on fear, and on mammon worship. I want to live in the economy of God that is based on faith, on purpose, on love, that sees every physical thing as a tool to be used in the service of the, God, of the call of God for my life. That's how I want to work. So the world system is passing away. Every person that has faith in it will collapse with it. Total faith for finances means pull yourself out of confidence in the world. Say, Father, I thank you. In the name of Jesus Christ.